hello and welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 32. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. Yes, we are back. We've had a couple of weeks off, haven't we, Fisher? Hey, forget that. We got the introduction right, man. <laughs> We've got the introduction right. That's the main thing we did. We got the in- we got the introduction spot on. Our, our non-appearance in podcasting over the last few weeks has been because... We've been too busy rehearsing the introduction. <laughs> That's what we've been training for. Um, and that was a first-time take as well for anyone listening. Okay, if we do cock it up, we keep it in. Well, sorry, I've not given us the I've got not given us the title of the podcast yet, so we've already sort of cocked it up in a way. Um, so the title of today's podcast is "This is a podcast about spas, not the shops." It's important we make that clear. Um, but it's going to be a themed podcast about, well, not entirely themed about spas, but our theme today is going to be spas because it's National Spa Week, did you know, for sure, coming up what, from the, shops? the 10th of September. No, I've just, no, not the shops. Not the ones on a on a, on a, on a corner um, around in Chapel Town or whatever. Is it still a spa? I don't know. Uh, a lot of spas have turned to premieres now. Have you noticed that? Uh, I have, yes. Uh, I think spas are more popular when you go on Aldi. Whenever you go on Aldi, as long as you don't go on Aldi in this country, go abroad, loads of spas. Yeah, and what are we talking, the shops this time? The shops, yeah. Right, so this is about about um, what, like, baths and Roman spas and whatever you call them, I don't know. Yeah, well, health spas, basically. Yeah, basically. Spas, yeah. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they're called, they're called spas. <laughs> okay, so that's what we're doing today. Um, and what we've got loads of stuff planned, haven't we? Things like um, your... So who we've met as celebrities, who we've met, yeah. we've met, got that planned. We tried that, doing that a couple of weeks ago. Worked pretty well, didn't it? So we've both got, we've got, we're both going to play along this time, aren't we? I've got a celebrity that I've met, and Fisher's got to guess uh, how I met that person, mm-hmm. and then Fisher's got a couple as well, and I've got to met guess how you met that person. Yep, basically. So, are we uh, ready to get going? I think we are. Good stuff. Here we go then. Okay, so we best do the podcast drink to start us off. So the the podcast pint. Uh, so for sure, um, and, and it is a pint because we share a bottle, don't we? We're quite tight with this, aren't we? But it's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot to get from one podcast, isn't it? Well, it's not really a pint, is it? It's almost five hundred milliliter bottles. I don't <laughs> I don't quite understand at times why what should be a pint gets condensed down to slightly less than that. So I've noticed, Fisher, this week you have remembered your microphone stand. I have remembered my microphone stand, so I don't have to improvise and put it inside a kitchen roll uh, <laughs> kitchen roll that's inside a, a plant pot. Um, so I've actually correctly brought all my own equipment with me. Now, after we after you forgot your um, your microphone stand last week, I decided, we decided to tweet the picture, didn't we, of what your microphone stand looks like, what the makeshift one looks like. We did. And as part, you commented on that, saying that your, your microphone... Do you want to tell us how you described it a bit? Go on. Oh, I, I described it as being... Because you didn't only just do that, did you? Once you'd left your microphone stand here... No, you, you didn't bring your microphone stand here in the first place. And then what did you leave here before you left? I left my microphone here afterwards, didn't I? Yeah. You did. You had to come back for it, didn't you? I did. Yes, I came back and picked it up the following evening. Um, and I presumably told an amusing joke, but I can't actually remember what it was. It was about uh, Simon and Art Garfunkel. Or Simon, Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel um, not really getting on together, weren't it? Uh, yes. And comparing that to your microphone stand and your microphone. Right, okay. yes, they'd fallen out, like like Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> you during the all your best late 60s. Then? Yes, yeah. Um, so I found a bit of a tenuous link, but a drink that links back to that. Back to Simon and Garfunkel. Yes, Have and you your got, microphone stand. Does and... it does it contain uh, parsley, sage, rosemary and thyme? 
It does actually. It does. It is uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's Walt Top Scarborough Fair. Scarborough IPA, Fair, and that song Scarborough Fair does feature those lyrics. Yes, I actually looked at that earlier on because I didn't know the lyrics off by heart. Uh, it's quite a strong one though. For just six percent, is it? Oh, I hope I'm driving back home as well. I think it'll be all right with the yeah. amount that we have, um, but just sip it gently. So a melodic brew of coastal harmony, strong and well hopped for the voyage, sending uh, sending IPA from the walls to the world. Brewed with predominantly wold-grown pale ale, malt, base, maize, and triple hop blend. There you go. And, Fisher, and it's gluten-free. Oh, very good. There you go. We've not done a gluten-free podcast yet, have we? Uh, We haven't. No, the last time we talked about gluten-free was when you had a gluten-free beer at your Christmas party. (laughs) That is true, yeah, and I got a bit annoyed about that. It's also true that we wanted to this episode not to be about spas, but to be about... um, to be organic, didn't we? Because uh, it's also organic month. September is organic month. Now, lazily, and we, we couldn't find enough information. Well, we, there was plenty of information about organic, but it was quite a lot for a podcast, weren't it, that only last 50 minutes, and hmm. we didn't really think of anything from it, did we? The best idea we came up with was a game that I came up with um, where we do something to do with is it organic or is it orgasmic? Um, but Fisher wasn't keen on that idea, were you? Uh, I prefer it to sniff, touch or fondle, I suppose. <laughs> which, um, could, which could in itself be uh, organic or it orgasmic. Could, it could well be, yeah. Depending on what you decide to use and <laughs> <laughs> whether you decide to lick, sniff or fondle. Oh, exactly. Um, so we've got this uh, Scarborough Fair beer. Um, I would also say, how did you... The word is... Um, I can't... I, I, uh, melodic, did you say? Melodic, yeah. Melodic, yeah. I think you pronounced that melodic, didn't you? Did I? Which I think is slightly different. <laughs> Sorry, never mind. There you go. You can pull the rest for sure. So let's crack on then. So we need to make our apologies as well. Uh, there's there's one apology this week. It's a bit of listener feedback, Fisher. Um, so I was uh, I got I got a, a nasty uh, complaint. Um, that I, my voice in particular, not yours, my booming voice was keeping a lady and her small child awake. In fact, not only keeping them awake, but waking the baby up in the first place. Really? I would, so that's a bit of listener feedback. I would um, have severe complaints against, against this person who's raised, raised the well, uh, raised issue. Oh, oh, yeah, well, that's it. The, the, the person who's raised the issue is actually my wife. Oh, right, okay. And chat, well, the child's not raised the issue, but I think she did. It was her, it was Ada that got woken up, uh, my daughter as a result of my booming voice. So you might, I don't know if you've noticed or not, maybe not. I'm trying to keep the levels down today a little bit from my own voice because I do tend to boom a little bit. You do, you've got a very you've got a very good radio presenter's voice there, Jimbo, haven't you? Yeah. It's very full, very and my, booming. And my microphone is normally uh, a little bit lower than yours because my voice naturally booms more than yours does. So, oh, right, okay. Well, and but perhaps my voice boomed more on last episode when I got it shoved in a toilet roll holder. <laughs> perhaps that helped. So my apology, it has to be for that this time, for, mm-hmm. for waking up my um, 15-month-old daughter and therefore keeping my wife busy upstairs trying to rock her back to sleep while we yeah. were podcasting. So I've got to apologise for that. I would and just... I've got my phone on, on ready in case uh, she comes back to me. Uh, she, in case she texts me to say my voice is booming again, so she's going to warn me tonight okay. if that happens. I think... um, but if my grandphone's again, though, then that could block the line and cause all sorts of <laughs> havoc, so hopefully not. I think on balance, though, when you compare over last year the amount of times you've woken her up compared to the amount of times she's woken you up, I think you're probably still in the... Uh, you're, you're probably winning on that one, aren't you? My daughter, yeah. Yes. Not yeah, wife, yes, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, well, it was your daughter you woke up, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah. I suspect so, she wakes you up more often it, night than... So she's listening to this years down the line and can understand what this podcast is all about. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's going to take quite a few years, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> uh, if she ever gets to that stage, you deserved it. Yes. Got yeah. you back, anyway. Um, going back to the organic thing, um, it, it was a bit strange, weren't it? We could have actually done the organic theme tonight because just as you arrived, Fisher... Um, my wife's dad arrived with his um, allotment-grown vegetables, didn't he? Yeah, he did. We yeah. could have had a, a guest, our first guest on the podcast. Yeah, I think I think he might have been a bit annoyed because I parked on your drive. I'm guessing he was expecting to park there, but exactly. uh, yeah, never mind. And I also thought uh, of another feature as well um, to do with uh, having guests on the podcast. I thought that it, we need to try a little bit harder to get guests on the podcast. So I think each week we can try and identify a different celebrity that we'd like on the podcast. Probably a celebrity that we talk about in the podcast and let's sort of say, shall we try and get them on? Um, And then before, we need to try and come up with some sort of features that could star that celebrity, if you know what I mean. So we'll see who comes up in today's podcast. And if anyone comes up and we think, you know what, they'd be a great guest, we'll decide to have them as our guest and then come up with some features. And then over the next week or so, I'll work on getting them here on the podcast. We'll tweet them and say, can you come on our podcast and see see what they respond with, if they respond. Exactly. We might as well try. There's nothing to stop us trying, is there? There is not. So, going off topic slightly there, but now back on with our regular features, and we're starting with news. News. So, what's been in the news? Do you know, what was my favourite story? I mean, it's probably a couple of weeks now uh, ago, and it was actually shortly after uh, we recorded our last podcast that I got home. I read the story of a parrot who had been trapped on a roof in Manchester, and the parrot's well, not parents, but the owners of the parrot <laughs> rang the fire brigade, and uh, I, I must feel a bit sorry for these firemen who've trained, you know, putting out fires and stuff, and all they have to do is spend the time getting cats off roofs and that sort of stuff. They said, our parrot is stuck on the roof. Can you come and rescue our parrot? So the fireman, Julie, got the ladders out, climbed onto the top of the roof, got to the parrot, and you know what the parrot said? He said, fuck off! <laughs> and he told the fireman to fuck off. What a cock. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and so I must be very disheartening for those particular parrots. And, um, and, and now I'm going to have to put explicit lyrics on our podcast because you've just swore. Uh, well, you say lyrics. I didn't actually sing those words, did I? So <laughs> if you want me to sing, I can do. Um, <laughs> we might as well now. We've already, uh, now we've already, we're going to have to put the explicit lyric mark on Can, can I get ready, ready with the bleep machine? Um, so yeah, that's what he said to the uh, fireman. Um, I suppose if, if, if that is all he can say, then he might be best off getting a job working as uh, Michel Barnier's chief Brexit negotiator. Because <laughs> that seems to be what all they're doing, uh, saying to the UK at the moment. So the parrot was stuck on the roof. Yes. Um, and... And, and a fireman went all the way up to collect it, only to be told to... F off. He yeah. should have left it there, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, fair enough, then, yeah. Put you a complaint yeah. in, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, something else, then. Everyone's been talking about it. We can't let it slide, can we, without mentioning it? Or... Well, she didn't slide, because she... <laughs> uh, her movement was that wooden uh, that no such sliding or anything with any rhythm happened at all. And I... Th- I think you know what we're talking about, don't you remember? Yes, we're talking about the latest Beyonce gig. No, of no. course not. We're talking about Theresa May. Um, yeah, Theresa May dancing. Yes. It's, it's a bit it's a bit cringy, isn't it? <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. A bit w- worse than this podcast, you could say. It was, well, yeah, it was very wooden, very uh, very lacking any form of rhythm and, uh, and synthesisation. It was appalling, really. But not only did she try that once... She did it twice. She, I didn't she did it again. Go. She seemed to think people were liking it and 
had another go at it. I, I can't remember what country she was in first, but I think she was in South Africa second time round. And I'm fairly, I'm, it must have been the case. Both times she was in South Africa. It, it must have been the first time that the person, or the second time, the person seen the dance first time round and thought, I tell you what, I bet she's not going to fall for it again. Let's try and make her do it. And she went and did it. She did it. She, she was marginally better the second time round, though. Well, that's not saying much after how badly she was first time around. And, and is this a bit coincidental? The fact that Strictly Come Dancing is is nearing its um is nearing its new start date and all that. And of course, they've yeah. Not quite named all the contestants yet. I don't think. Yeah, let's be honest. It's fairly likely Theresa May will be out of a job fairly soon. Yeah. So and have that availability. And politicians have appeared on there in the past and done yeah. all right for themselves, haven't they? Come out of it quite good, if anything. No, did not watch Ed Balls dancing and Whittaker. Well, the the entertainment wise. Entertainment wise, they were great, but. In terms of dancing skills, they yet left a lot to be desired. She's got to be able to win something, hasn't she? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Imagine that. And the first contestant to be knocked out of Strictly this year is is Theresa May. Unfortunately, no. her score of minus seven for the entire round was not good enough. But not to worry, because she's uh, she's got together with some Irish contestants to <laughs> scrape together some of their points as well. And she's through to the next round. <laughs> so that's Theresa May. I thought I'm probably uh, breaching the sound levels again there, actually. I've just yeah. noticed, but never just, mind. Just think it was a very innocent trip, because Theresa May has gone to Africa to try and boost trade talks, which I think basically means that we want to sell them some weapons, don't we, Jimbo? Probably, that's, that's what it normally that's, means. That's, that's normally what it means, yeah. You know, Brexit negotiations, not going that well. We're not too sure what our trade relationship is going to be like. Uh, so let's be honest, let's, let's try to go to Africa and sell them some weapons. And obviously... The person there from Africa thought, yeah, we'd like some weapons. But I'll tell you what, dance, bitch. <laughs> See how it goes. Just, yeah, yeah, I've made a dance. Yeah, we'll buy weapons. I, I think it's just a general shape looks really odd when it's dancing, doesn't it? She's got, she's got quite strange legs, hasn't she? Yeah. Not, not, not that it's, it's nice to talk about she ladies' legs. She looked a lot but... like Peter Crouch when he used to do the robot. Yeah, it's very awkward and very ungainly. Yeah. A bit like a prime ministerial style anyway, to be fair. <laughs> but... Um, anyway, so moving on, um, now I did see a story that I, it's quite a few weeks old now, but, um, we kind of didn't do a podcast last week when we were supposed to, did we? So I still want to talk about it. And it's about a horse getting on a plane, on a train, sorry, not a plane, uh, on a train. <laughs> um, and I think this happened in Austria. Basically, some people decided that rather than try and transport their horse by a carriage, <laughs> they, dis- oh, and horse box and car and, you know. Perhaps there wasn't anything to pull the carriage. <laughs> <laughs> so actually now the horse should be on front of the carriage not in the carriage <laughs> so I'll, let's put it on a train so they decided to take it on a train and a commuter train like the ones that we get on each and every day or if you can call them trains yeah. the Northern I mean, Rail trains it's normally squashed on our trains imagine if there's a horse on there as well I mean I, if it was, I was trying to get a horse on the Northern Rail train I'd be a bit worried because for one like you know it must be an effort and a, a bit of a you've got to plan to get the horse from wherever it is to the train station up any steps to the platform edge hmm. It's not going to be easy. So if I was trying to do that here in Chapel Town, I'd be more worried that after all that effort, I'd get to the train station and there'd be a strike. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't be able to get on the train. I've got to imagine that, yeah. Or that there'd be no room and we couldn't get on. Or the step up onto the train was too great that only a horse would be able to get onto it anyway. The main thing is that they did buy it a ticket. They still bought it a ticket. What um, is it? Adult, child or horse? I, I think to be fair to them, they bought. I think they bought three tickets. I think they bought more than one. I think they bought two. It says two. Three ha- hey, was it actually a horse, or was it two men throwing inside a pantomime horse costume? <laughs> yeah, they could have tried to pass it off as that. If anything, if yeah. they were clever enough, they could have gone. Oh no, it's not a real one. But you know, um, but you can take bikes on there. There's no. Is there a written rule that says you can't have horses on a train? Because there's no. You know, you can take dogs on and cats and other animals and 
children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there a rule about not being able to take a horse on a train? Because they've not technically probably broke any rules, have they? But they did get caught and told to leave the train. I hope they got the refund for the ticket as well. Yeah. Um, but the, one of the reasons they decided to take the horse on the train is because they wanted it, they wanted it to be resourceful rather than pay a lot of money on petrol. And You shouldn't put petrol in a horse. What's wrong with them? <laughs> Idiots. Um they wanted to be resourceful, um, but also because they thought it might be nicer conditions for the horse because it would be cooler. Right, okay. Now, yeah. if this horse is... I, I mean, how comfortable do you feel on a scale of 1 to 10 on an oven rail train? Not very comfortable <laughs> at all. Do you feel cool on an oven rail train? No, not not whatsoever. None whatsoever. Even in the... Uh, I, I, do during, I do during the winter when there's really? no... Well, well, I do during the winter because there's no heating on the trains. It's, it's freezing cold. Yeah, but there's 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 like... 15,000 people on one carriage, so how can you feel cold? I, I don't think I've ever felt cold in an oven rail train because it's so packed and you, you go off other people's body heat. And when you're my height, you fit perfectly under people's armpits and people's yeah. <laughs> crotch areas, and, and that's generally warm as well, so yeah. you, you kind of get away with it. Well, I sometimes get on the slightly earlier trains when there's not as many people on there, and also there's a big leak in the roof, so there's plenty of cold water coming in. I can keep it quite cool. I mean, the trains, the northern rails would be tra- fine. There'd be plenty of room if there weren't all these bloody horses on. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what's our next story, Fisher? Uh, next story is, um, so I think, Celebrity Big Brother. Yes. Um, now, there's been a couple of No, it's you're now. not on there this year. Uh, I'm, I'm not. Uh, you're not. Um, do you oh, know who else isn't? Asked. Do you know who else isn't? Well, Stormy Daniels. Right, okay. She was initially... Uh, allegedly meant to appear on the show, but uh, couldn't appear on there. And she then went and apologised. She said, I'm sorry to all my fans who I let down by not appearing on there. I just thought for a moment, who actually are Stormy Daniels' fans? And if they are fans, they probably don't want her to be on a TV show because they'd rather be... Watching her somewhere else, you would have thought. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. it amazed me porn stars refer- talking about their fans because you thought that's basically... Yeah, I'm sure you can picture the people who like her. So yeah, I can't imagine they actually watch Celebrity Big Brother. So that was my main. It's probably not main as point. good, is it, as watching her in other things? Honestly, I can't imagine they're that fussed about watching her with clothes on. <laughs> Would be my main uh, main they thing. They don't always wear clothes on Big Brother, though. If you've watched it, that's a good point. Yeah. And then there's been a recent punching incident. I don't know if you've seen much about this. Uh, I've seen bits of it. So um, somebody, okay, it's going to sound a bit strange this but somebody from coronation street yep. punched somebody from emmerdale <laughs> right okay it, it, it sounds like the uh, sort then, of annual soap awards doesn't yeah. it but uh, and then someone from eastenders came and said look leave it out mate leave it out get out of my pub yeah, yeah. threw him out of the bar uh no no so roxanne pallet i think that's what they call her and uh, ryan yes. thomas from coronation street so ryan thomas kind of and i've seen the video of myself to be honest i watched it because i thought what's all the fuss about what stormy daniels or no oh, okay. <laughs> um so she, he went up to he went up up to her and gave her a few like play fighty sort of fakey yes, punches, as, yeah. as you might do with mates and that kind of thing. Banter, they might call it, not word yeah. like too much, but one that they might use. Uh, and she went to the diary room and complained about it. She wasn't too happy about it. She, uh, she, she said it hurt. She said it hurt and stuff. Mm. Um, and that upset fans, uh, viewers really, because I think all the viewers saw that it wasn't anything serious, but she took it very, very seriously, probably too seriously. But I suppose it's everybody's own judgment, isn't it? Those kind of things. But uh, she has apologised after being um, removed or mm. remo- removing herself from that's Big a, Brother. That's a bit strange. I apologise for getting punched. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think she apologised for her reaction as opposed to um, getting hit in the first place, obviously. Um, but I think the general uh, consensus was that uh, she'd made a bit of a bit of a meal of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I suppose, obviously, you don't know what her history is in terms of domestic abuse and whether she's sort of suffered from that, I suppose, and it may have brought back memories from there. 
But uh, I think she then said to other people she'd never felt like that before, where she'd continually been punched in the ribs six or seven times. But you would have thought it'd be a bit out of character, wouldn't you, for um, just someone to walk up to her and start punching her in the ribs on a TV show? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it, I think it would be. A bit. He did get warned for it just because uh, she'd she'd put a complaint and he got a bit of a telling off for mm. it anyway. But yeah, there's there's been some great reasons for people getting thrown out of Big Brother over the years, wasn't there? I suppose I was actually going to do a bit of a quiz on it because the uh, the fellow who dressed like the the human Ken doll, he was kicked out, wasn't he? Oh, he was being racist, weren't he? Or something. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, there's been quite a lot of that on Big Brother over the years, hasn't there? Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, unfortunately so. Um, I like it when people escape because they go on Big Brother to be locked in a house to be on telly and then they decide to climb out and not be on telly. Jack D, don't, <laughs> I don't understand the purpose. I mean, Jack D climb out on the first ever Celebrity Big Brother. But he won it. Trying to escape. He, he did, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. That was the first ever celebrity version, weren't it? Yeah, that was when it was like, I think it was done for comic relief and it was a bit more... Toned. It's actually got people you'd actually heard of. On yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Like Chris Eubank and Vanessa Feltz. Oh, the big names. <laughs> <laughs> All those big names, yeah. yeah. Um, what else then? Wonga. Wonga. Gone bust, haven't they? They have gone bust. How, it, how strange. Yeah. Did they not think to take about a short-term loan to cover this uh, period of cash flow issues? I think the interest rates would have been uh, too yeah. high. If Crippled them, yeah. Uh, so it's just quite amusing, isn't it, that um, a company that sort of inflicted so much misery on certain people has itself gone bust. Um, it, it is. It is. Uh, it, it does strike a bit of uh, serves serves you right, doesn't it? But I suppose you've got to remember, there's people who work for Wonga as well, and uh, they used to sponsor people's football shirts. They used to sponsor Newcastle United, I suppose. They did, the, uh, yeah. Um, and I suspect Mike Ashley might want to take out some kind of short term loan to actually put some money into Newcastle United by the <laughs> sounds of it. And I remember one of the players refused or had a bit kicked off a little bit about wearing the shirt, didn't he? Didn't want to wear the shirt, I think. Yes. Didn't I can't remember which player it was. But... Uh, I think it was possibly Papi Cisse who felt that loaning money to people was an, an, immoral, um, an immoral thing to do. But of course, um, Newcastle United haven't always been sponsored by uh, irresponsible lenders, have they? I mean, they were sponsored by Northern Rock. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were sponsored by Northern Rock for a number of years, weren't they, before that? Get back on the Nuki Brown, I say. Yeah. Bring back the old Nuki Brown. Yeah, get on that drunk that uh, yeah, they, can't, <laughs> they can't remember these loans they've taken out. Um, well, a couple of things then, so... Uh, well, my, my eye was captured oh. yesterday morning by a headline. I when... thought you meant me when we were taking pictures of each other because that's continued, hasn't it? Don't know if you remember in previous podcasts we keep ta- we keep we, we we keep taking pictures of each other when we're unsuspecting, don't we? Yes. So wherever we see each other, and we're not expecting to see each other. Yesterday I was in the ASDA and you took a picture of me at the uh, the checkout, didn't you? Yeah, and sent it to you. And I usually do it when you're coming out of work or yeah. getting off a train. I did. I did it to you the other day. Out of hand, isn't it? Yeah, I did it to you the other day when you came out of shower and. and uh... <laughs> Yeah, my I was I was reading through the news yesterday. And it said Chris Chris Evans to leave Radio Two for Virgin. All right, and okay. I thought, tell you what, that's it. He needs to tell his wife about that, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> but no, apparently he's leaving Radio Two's breakfast show. Right, yeah, um, yeah. and obviously there's a slot open there then. Yeah, I mean, if there is, if Radio Two are looking for a well-established DJ uh, to take over from them, uh, I know someone who's got a slot on Penistone FM, uh, ninety-five point seven. It's a good opportunity to mention it because we don't get to mention that too often on this uh, podcast, if at all. Really. Yes, of course, I'm talking about your radio show. That's right, yeah. Uh, Jimbo Sunday Brunch. Yeah, that's right. Uh, every, Sundays. Uh, every Sunday, um, ten, ten well, twelve. Ten well, twelve. Yep. Yeah. Do you remember the podcast? Uh, the frequency? Uh, it's ninety five point seven, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But if you can't get that, you can go online to uh, penisonfm.co.uk uh, forward slash listen hyphen live. Yeah. You can get it on there. Penisonfm, the heart of the community. That's right. Yeah. Jimbo Sunday brunch, ten till twelve on a Sunday. So yeah, Chris Evans leaving then. Uh, obviously, that means there's a there's we're open there. Possibly they want a duo. 
They could do, yeah. Um, so obviously, myself being a radio presenter, you've got and, uh, a great uh, psychic, can you? Um, and I've got a and I've got a good friend Paul at work yeah. who's also give <laughs> over Judge John. <laughs> um, so I, I suppose it's. I'm trying to talk about you actually, Fisher. But you know. well, thank you very much. Um, it amazes me, doesn't it? Because we are we're a bit yeah. We're not as young as we used to be, over Jimba. We can remember the days when Chris Evans, if he wanted to resign, he wouldn't just put it in writing no. and tell people. No. He'd go on a three-week bender. <laughs> He'd like be on the front page of the sun, vomiting into a dustbin. He'd do it properly. Yeah. And then Radio 1 would basically know that he'd resigned yeah. and packed in. But yeah, nowadays he just says, oh, I've handed my notice into there, the Radio 2. He's far too sensible for yeah. that nowadays. What's going he? on with him? Yeah. I mean, he's not even what's, he's not even married Billy Piper this time. I think hasn't Virgin Radio already been a thing before and then they closed it down and or changed it to different radio? I think it came Absolute Radio, didn't I it? I think it came Absolute Radio, yeah. And I think there's an online-only radio called, radio station called Virgin Radio now. All right, so, okay. So, well, that's the future, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, yes. Uh, I think podcasting is probably the future. Is well, it? actually, no, podcasting is probably the present as well it as the is. future. Yeah. So um, we ought to do one of those. Yeah, should be. <laughs> Stop just getting together in the kitchen and talking to each other. Yeah. Somebody recording this. <laughs> anyway, uh, what we, what else we're going to go on to? Well, the so, X Factor is back on. Yes, we've been watching the X Factor. As is Great British Bake Off. As so is Great British Bake Off. Two of those to talk about. Uh, and Great British Menu. So let's start with the X Factor and. Um, there's some proper fruitcakes on there, isn't there? Oh, uh, sorry, I'm talking about the Great British <laughs> Bake Off, sorry. Uh, <laughs> there, I tell you, there is. Um, now, I've, I've been watch- I watched it uh, first episode, and Robbie Williams is a judge now, along with his wife, Ida. We discussed this a few episodes ago, we didn't did. we? Um, and someone came on singing Angels, and Robbie Williams got up and danced with him and sang with him, and they put him through, even though, to be fair, it's mainly Robbie who was doing the singing. I was going to say, I thought you meant Robbie Williams had got through. Uh, I don't think he's good enough, to be honest. <laughs> um... But what struck my eye was uh, someone came on, sorry, someone from New Jersey came on and sang, I can't remember what her name was, um, but she sang the song Dreamer. Am I a dreamer? Dream alone in the on somebody. That one. Do you remember that? Yeah, 90s. 90s. 90s, like Dance Revolution. Probably yeah. just after Ride on Time by Black Box. I think that was 80s, actually. That was, prob- that was probably like 80s, yeah. Surprisingly. But yeah, yeah, go on. Well, I'd probably kickbox the uh, sort of uh, kickstart. Another Night, Another Dream, but always you, all those sort of songs at the same yeah. sort of time, yeah. Um, she came on and sang that. I thought, I'll tell you what. She's doing pretty good ish, yeah. She's singing that well. In fact, she sounds like the original. Do you know what? It was her. It was her <laughs> song. She was singing her own song. So we've got somebody who's already made it. Yeah. Trying to go on X Factor to make it. Yeah. And she's probably, to tell you what, she's probably just dropped out of fashion a bit. So she's going back with the old material she had first time around. Imagine if you did this on, you know, when Stars in Your Eyes used to be on. Imagine if you used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so years and years time you've got um let's let's think of a, a, a singer gary barlow yeah tonight matthew i'm gonna be gary barlow <laughs> <laughs> no gary you're not allowed to do that okay tonight matthew i'm gonna be take that <laughs> it's it's ridiculous uh i don't know well, i mean fair play to her. i hope she does all right well she got through um but i'm not sure if she's ever gonna be able to sing anything else uh, so, so I was quite, I was, I was quite amazed by that. Really, um, she might have some in the back catalogue. Yeah, uh, and then uh, one of my other favourite programmes is the Great British Menu that's back. Is that not the Great British Bake Off? No, that's a different programme. All oh, right, okay. So Great British Bake Off, Sandy Toxvig and Noel Fielding, Paul Hollywood and Prue Leith. Uh, Great British Menu is it gets um, chefs from different regions to compete against each other, and whoever has the best dish goes through to the final. And they um, cook at a banquet. So nothing for... like Great British Bake Off. No, no, it's it's, it's got professional <laughs> chefs on okay, it as opposed enough. to amateurs. Um, and every year they uh, 
uh, cook at a banquet, which is to significant, uh, and it's significant for a certain thing. So a few years ago, they celebrated uh, seventy years since D-Day, um, and they did one that was celebrating, I think, ninety years of the Women's Institute. A few uh, last year, it was celebrating however many years it was since Wimbledon had first been there. So it like had tennis-themed dishes and stuff. This year, it's to celebrate seventy years of the NHS. So people are cooking meals and cooking dishes, and they're sort of like giving it a name which relates to the NHS. And sort oh, of it's saying better it's than hospital food. Uh, well, yes, that's, that is part of the point. Yes, one person's done a take on hospital food from the 1950s and put the ingredients in there and all that sort of stuff. And it's all very impressive. And uh, the cooking at a banquet that is going to be at the main hall at St. Bart's Hospital, which is London's oldest hospital, at uh, the main banqueting hall. I sort of thought, so I thought, if the NHS is struggling and we're struggling for resources, and we're struggling for space, and we're struggling for money. Why have they still got a banqueting hall? <laughs> what, you, what is the point of having that? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, no, no, we can't open another kidney ward. No, no, we've got the banqueting hall there. Yeah, you cannot treat we patients We need to enough. use that for the Great British menu in a few years' time. Yeah, what a waste, in central London. They might use it for, like, events, though, and, you what know, events? to promote things, and, I don't know, to pr- promote awareness of certain weeks that might be taking place, like awareness events. Just listen to the podcast, then. Listen yeah. to this, we'll tell you. And we'll tell you all about, uh, we'll stick with health, Spa Week. So, yes, it is Spa Week, Fisher, okay? So, Spa Week is celebrated annually. Um, on this particular week, and it is about the spa because the spa, did you know, it promote it's got health benefits going to the spa. We're not talking, like I said, about the local shops um, where you can get yourself a Twix or any of your other favourite snacks or crisps or newspapers. We're talking about um, an actual spa, health spa, aren't we? That's what we're going with today. Um, now, it's to National Spa Week is to raise public awareness of the real physical, mental, and emotional benefits that regular spa attendants can offer um and regular spa attendance for the whole family is uh, is a great way to in, in, in sort of increase these um health benefits but uh, and also a great way to increase loss of money um, <laughs> because they are also very expensive but you'll be glad to know that spa week during spa week lots of spas promote discounts and special offers so that you can go and try out the spa oh, during right, okay. spa week there you go yeah so when, when, the, when it's it promises to keep pounds off it's talking about money then, basically, is that what you're saying? Basically, that's yeah. probably what that's probably what we're talking. So, what I thought we'd do, Fisher, is I thought we'd play a game of real or fake spa treatments. And that's not a very good name, is it? But could we could we think of another name of that? Um give me till the end of the podcast and we'll think of something. Okay. Uh I'm not sure what it'll be yet. You're supposed but... to title a game before you play it though, aren't you? Well yeah. Well, you've just given it a title. Sweat. Sweat it out. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um uh, I, don't, I can't think of anything. What rhymes with spa? We're just sparring. Right, okay. Just sparring. Sparring. Just sparring. Sparring but partners. We're, we're no, sparring actually, that sounds partners. a bit weird, doesn't it? Yeah, okay. Um, towels only, or I don't know. Any, anyway, we'll, we'll leave it there. It's basically real or fake uh, towel. Uh, real or fake towel. Real or fake towels. Real or fake spa treatments. So I'm going to read some out, and you need to tell me whether these spa treatments are real or fake. Now, you might think, well, what difference does it make, this silly game? Well, whichever of these you get wrong you will be taking part in that treatment on next time's podcast. Right, okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, and that's even if the spa treatment's not real. You'll still get the treatment. So even if it's not real, you'll give me something that's fake? <laughs> right. Yes. So as long as you've got to get the answer right. Okay. Is that enough pressure for you? Yep. Okay, so um, I'll just give you an example, okay? So have you ever heard of the uh, flesh-eating fish treatment? 
Oh yes, of course. Uh, I do that fish. Um, obviously. Have you did before. No, oh, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, I I haven't heard of that. No. Have you not seen it? It used to. It kind of was a bit of a craze. Maybe what? Oh, eight just, years ago. Yeah, or something. of course. You just put your feet in the thing. And, you sit there with your feet in a fish tank, and yeah. you used to nibble away at the dead bits of skin on your feet. Yeah, it, it kind of it kind of died down pretty quickly. I'm not sure if there was sort yeah. of health issues. Well, that or... originated from Turkey, and then like lots of sort of shopping malls ended up having them. And these little could... pop up shops. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know whether they still exist in this country or not. But anyway, that's one sort of strange one that I thought I'd just give you as an example. So those are the kind of things that are going to come up. So number one then in real or fake spa treatments. Spar, just sparring or whatever Pretty you want to call it. just shoved your feet in a local pond. <laughs> Go down to the park and stuck them in I think it has to be a there. certain type of fish. Right, okay. I think most fish in the local ponds aren't interested one bit in your dead skin on your feet. I don't know, I don't know what's wrong with them. <laughs> uh, number one then. Are you ready? Yep. Lettuce licking. Okay. <laughs> I beg your pardon. So apparently this is the sensation of a cold lettuce on your tongue that can release the happy hormone. They do this in Latvia, Switzerland and Iceland. It's important to note, <laughs> note that um, lettuce licking um, is not is in Iceland, but not the shop Iceland. I wouldn't go into Iceland and start licking lettuces. Right, um, well, I'm just typing lettuce licking into don't Google, Google image, it. image search. Don't Google it. That's cheating. You, what? You're cheating. Well, isn't lettuce licking sort of slang for something else? I don't know. I, I believe. What are you Googling it for? Uh, well, just to see if it is what I think it is. Um... I can can that be I no that can't be a thing that cannot be what, a thing. What came up looking. on Google Images? Oh, I'd rather not say. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't think that's a genuine spa treatment. Okay, so in that case, you would be correct. Yeah, I made that up. So lettuce looking. I didn't know it was slang for something else. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I've heard. The, I'm sure I've heard the. Go to Urban Dictionary and put it in and see what happens. Lettuce licking. Okay. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, bath of beer. Bath. Oh, bath of beer. Uh, is this in the? I'll give you, to give you some more information first. Does it happen in the city of Bath? So no, it doesn't. Uh, in Czech Republic, uh, Chodovar Family Brewery. Since 2006, the brewery's beer wellness land has been offering visitors a 20-minute soak in a tub of special bathing beer, specially brewed to stimulate the skin and internal organs. And you even get a complimentary mug of their brewery's beer as well. Hopefully, not. Hopefully it's not one that you've sat in. <laughs> and all of that just for 29. It could be equivalent of 29 pounds. Um, Not bad, really. It can't be beer, sure. Because you have to get rid of the beer after someone's been in it. It's special beer. Right. But I'm just thinking, like, the cost of a barrel of beer and how much you'd have to have to be able to get in it probably makes it fairly uneconomic to do. But then at the same time, it does actually sound like it's quite plausible. Surely it'd just be something, a chance for people who are pissed out to just drink all the beer for as much as they want for 29 quid. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, apparently, KT Perry tried this. When she went to the Czech Republic, and uh, one of the famous customers they had is Kate Perry. Oh, I'll tell you what, Kate Perry, drink her bath water. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I think, I, I think that could be true. Well done, you are correct. Yes, it's true. Yeah, so you can get that in uh, in the Czech Republic. Next, then a Python massage. Python massage. They massage your python. <laughs> no. Oh, python massages you, right. <laughs> so, at the uh, Cebu City Zoo in the Philippines, visitors can enjoy the unusual experience of being pinned down by four giant Burmese pythons, which sliver on top of them for 15 minutes per session. Um, and if you don't like it, you shout, I'm going to get me out of here. <laughs> and um, I think it's I... just a waste of money, if anything, you know, because... Like, if my wife said to me, you know, can I have a Python massage? <laughs> I'd say, we don't need to pay for one of those. <laughs> um, I, 
because you say it's in the Philippines, I imagine that could happen in the Philippines. But although Burma, you said Burmese python, so that should happen in Burma, surely not the, oh, not the Philippines. But of course, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, now I, I, I tell you that uh, just just going back to the news, I noticed a new story saying that Birmingham is going to be the first place to try the new five G network. Really? Yeah, I, I mean, which is only fair because if, I don't think they've even got two G, have they? <laughs> at the minute, so it's nice to give them one of the first ones. Yeah. Uh, but five G. I once saw a new. Uh, so I think it was Sky who used to do this. They used to say it was about you know saving the environment and mm. stuff. That um, you know your Skybox has got like a green light and it goes to orange when it's on standby. Yeah. They said if you turn your Skybox to standby, mm-hmm. um, and everybody did that, then it could light up enough. Uh, it could light up. Um, Birmingham for a full year or something like that. The energy right. saved. So obviously, just leave them on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, well, going back to it's gone off topic again. There, what did yeah. you say? That was a python massage. You going real or fake? Uh, I want to. I, I, I'm going to say it's fake purely because I want it to be fake because I don't like snakes. It's real that one. So yeah, you can go to uh, the Philippines and to the Cebu City Zoo, and yet you can pay for one of the. And you know what? It costs. Well, it says 50 cents on it, mm-hmm. and that's the entrance fee to the zoo. All right, okay. So you get a, technically a free massage. Would um, you want one? Possibly not. No. Um, next then, uh, a pug massage. So in Florida, you can pay for a pug massage where pugs walk on your back and sometimes even lick you. It's a popular one amongst lots of celebrities, apparently, um, in Florida. Uh, well, I've got a cat who will happily walk up and down on me and stand on top of me. Does it feel nice? No, not really. Oh, it's quite soft, but not when it's got claws out. Um... I it's a pug massage. Walk them down on you. Uh, I don't think that. I don't think that's true. I think that's. I think that's fake. That's, that's a lie. It is a lie. Yep, you cannot get a pug massage. Um, Do you yeah. know that for a fact? Have you gone to every spa place and typed in pug massage? I have. And... I, I did. I did do a quick look because I thought it might. You know, people like they're all like um, sort of like pets. Um, Sort of stroking places <laughs> where you can go and stroke animals. Petting, because, pe- petting places. Yeah, yeah, where you can go and see your favourite kind of dogs and stuff, and that's supposed to be some sort of therapy. But having mm. poo, uh, pugs walk all over you is not one of the things uh, you can do. Next then, Lego brick therapy. So in Germany, you can pay for a spa to throw Lego bricks at you while you sit in an ice-cold room. It's because the Lego bricks are so light and they're thrown from such a... F- uh, far distance it doesn't actually hurt and instead it acts like little pins and like acupuncture uh, needles and it's sort of supposed to be good for your circulation so in 2016 though they have actually had an upgrade and they've actually got a machine now that automatically fires the bricks at you so they don't actually have to have someone stood there throwing lego bricks at you so if you're if you're into this like sort of like quite harder tougher massages but someone like chuck that duplo bricks at you instead Mm -hmm. bigger bricks um i I, I thought when you said Lego brick sort of massages first, I thought you meant like you'd stand on the Lego and massage your feet. You're like uh, if you ever stood on Lego late at night, like at night I, and you want to Standing on Lego is not comfortable. Yeah, I thought it'd be like one of those painful massages. So would you rather have Lego bricks thrown at you or stand on them? Well, I would rather have them thrown at me from a distance, but I don't think that's true. I think you're making that one up. Well done. I was making that one up. I've tried it, me and my wife in the bedroom. It just doesn't doesn't do anything for me. Um, well, I, th- I think you just need to build up to it block by block. Another one we've not tried. Uh, sperm hair lotion. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just need to add to that. Bull sperm hair <laughs> lotion. So in Santa Monica, uh, 
the uh, based in, in a salon. The 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 brute. What does it say? Uh, they specialize in it. It's the brute salon. Sorry, it says they specialize in all natural hair masks and offer clients a shot of the semen if they say they <laughs> want their treatment animal style. <laughs> and it's bull semen, right, to treat um, their hair. So I I. I mean, the thought some of these natural products can actually do some quite alarming things, obviously. So, do I think that you can put some bull semen into your hair and it might make your hair nicer? Well, you see adverts for Pantem Pro-V and all this sort of stuff, and um, I, I, I believe it may have quite a lot of protein in it, potentially, which I think is a possibly a quality of semen. Um, not that I... Not that I particularly pay that much attention to these sort of things. I'd stick but, with chicken, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that probably is true. Well done again, yeah. I think you've only got one wrong so far, haven't you? Yeah, the uh, snake's one that I want to get wrong. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true, that one. So you can go and get some uh, bull semen to put in your hair. Next then, yoghurt yoga. Well, uh, is it actually yoghurt or is it... Bull semen. Well, we'll we'll find out. So, yogurt yoga. In New Zealand, you can go and take part in a yoga session where you eat natural yoghurt at the same time as doing yoga and wear a yoghurt face mask. There's also a class where you can wear yoghurt all over your body if you sign up to the additional classes while doing yoga, obviously. So, New Zealand, that one. Hmm. Um, Is there any reason why New Zealand would be particularly associated with yoghurt? Are they particularly unusual and sort of into that sort of stuff? I don't think they are. Yogurt face masks. I, I can imagine yogurt face masks as, as a thing because you can put anything on your face, really, can't you? Like a muller corner. Muller corner. Yeah, yeah. All the little circular chocolate balls. You'd have thought you'd have thought this would be more Greek yogurt, wouldn't it? Yeah, Maybe possibly, something yeah. Greece as opposed to New Zealand. Um, natural yogurt. I think it, what's what's getting me is this yogurt thing. Relaxed place, though, isn't it? New Zealand. They are. They do like to kind of be relaxed, don't they? I think aren't they quite possibly, quite yeah. good on living standards and Probably a bit more chilled out, more spices. Chilled out, yeah. yeah. But is there any reason why they would particularly do? Well, I can't. I can imagine the yoga stuff. I can't. I don't understand the yoga part of it. So I'm going to say that is a lie. Well done. It is another lie. Yet that is not a real treatment. So the only one you're having done so far is a snake massage <laughs> next week. Done by the animal I like the least. So I'm going to have to try and find a snake of some sort for next week's podcast. Anyone... Just, just look on your local train see if someone's taken one on there. Uh, yeah, if anyone's got a uh, snake and wishes to lend me one to massage Fisher in the next podcast, uh, please let me know. Um, a large snake, a large... If anyone if anyone wants to own up to having a large snake or a large python, uh, we'll have it here on the podcast if that's all right, and Fisher will um, massage it. No, no, Fisher will be massaged by the large python or snake. Okay, uh, so next then, golf ball massage. Uh, I'll give you more okay. information. Yeah. So this is a popular treatment all the way around the world. Lots of different uh, salons and therapists use this treatment in massage for both sort of more relaxed reasons, like in a health spa, but also for um, like recovery from muscular injuries and things like that. Is this because a lot of spas are also at these country clubs where it's got a golf course? Just think, just just what you've got. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, it'd be all right. Yeah, just fine. Pick my golf balls out there. Well, I think golf balls are quite hard, aren't they? Yeah, and quite uh, quite so. And also the the pimples have got a bit of texture to them, so I don't know if that feeds in as well. So I think I think that could be quite feasible. So I think that is I think that could be true. Well done, you spot on again. Yeah. So this is used in quite a lot of different different types of treatment. Golf ball, on your foot, you can roll it under your foot. 
on your hand, on your back, have golf balls rolled on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can, you, it's, it's a form of treatment, that. Uh, we've got two more. Number nine, biscuit facial. <laughs> so this is where you can have a biscuit facial in Holland where they cover your face in cream and biscuit crumbs. Then they place chocolate fingers in your ears and jammy dodgers over your eyes instead of like cucumbers. Mm-hmm. So what do you reckon to that one? Well, I saw someone uh, in the doctors who'd had exactly the same thing had done. He'd got some uh, jammy dodgers uh, stuck to his face. Uh, he got some chocolate fingers in his ears. And uh, the doctor said to him, I can tell what's wrong with you. You're not eating properly. <laughs> um, so uh, I think, did you say a, a, a chocolate fingers popular in the Netherlands? A jammy dodgers popular in the Netherlands? Why wouldn't they be? They have their own versions of these things, you know. English stroop waffles, they're popular in... Uh, in the Netherlands. Mm. Um, to be fair, I had to do a bit of translating because they'd put their own versions of what they are on this. In fact, it was an American news story I was reading, so to find this out. and uh, Well, it, you, said uh, it's, you said it's an American news story, which indicates it could be true because anything could be true in America. No, but but uh, it was an American news story on this treatment in Holland and they'd renamed it after their own version of Jammy Dodgers. I think they called them jam-scented biscuits or oh, something okay. like that anyway. I think... But they call them biscuits in America. Cookies? Mm. Is cookie just a biscuit? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say that that is false. That's a lie. Oh, I tried to trick you. I'm not very good at lying, am I? So, yeah, that's not a real one. And finally, hang, then... Hang on, hang on. Did I get that right or not? Yeah, you got it right. So, okay. So you played the wrong noise, didn't you? Yeah. I really wanted to cover you in biscuit next week as well. Anyway, the final one, cactus scrub. <laughs> uh, a popular treatment practised in Mexico. Hmm... Cactus, go on, uh, is there any more details at all? I presume it involves the spiny cactus being rubbed against your body, I guess. I can tell you the treatment is said to uh, detoxify you, hydrate you, rejuvenate you. How, how can, hydrate you, but are you taking some of the moisture? Because cactuses are well known for um, basically taking as much water as they can and absorbing it into themselves. No, it's, a, so it's what I've read. If, if it hydrates you, does, is you taking some of the water out of the cactus and putting it into your own body? Um, are the cactuses? Well, I suppose there are cactuses in Mexico, aren't they? It's a very, very got, hot place in winter. And be careful about getting this one wrong because I do have some cacti. Uh, right. Maybe not here in this kitchen, but I do have some upstairs somewhere right. in the bathroom. Uh, so I, it sounds feasible, but I think it's no. I, I, I they're, they're quite noted as being spiny and prickly and what have you. So I think it's a bit like saying that, you know, you can have a kiss from a Venus flytrap or something like that. So I'm going to say that is false as well. Uh, you're getting cactuses next week, Fisher. Um, so, yeah, it is real, that one. bit more information. The needles of the cactus leaves are removed prior to the treatment oh, right. and are mixed with local things such as chocolate and honey uh, and then kind of rubbed all over you. Um, well, that's not really it. Using that's... the leaf of a cactus. Well, you yeah. know, that's, it's called the cactus treatment. And uh, yeah, so that one's real. So I finally managed to get get you make, get what make you get one wrong. So that's two out of ten. Two out of ten wrong, but eight, eight out, out of ten. Eight, eight out of ten right. Let's focus on the positives, Emma. <laughs> we don't like doing that. We like to focus on the negatives. We are in the UK, of course. Uh, so there you go. That was uh, our spa theme for this week for National Spa Week. So 
So, just uh, 10 minutes left then. So, we're going to look at our regular, irregular feature. And this is where uh, Fisher's going to do us a bit. He did this last time where he's going to give me some scenarios in which he met a celebrity or some celebrities. And I've got to guess which re- celeb- which scenario is the real scenario. Uh, we're both going to do it, but we're a bit short of time. So, Fisher's just going to do on, do on this case. Yeah, so I'll, 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 do, I'll do one of these. Um, so, uh, what I want to know, Jimbo, is... Um, when I'm doing these, by the way, I've got a few questions written. All of them are going to be three choices, and either one of them is true, or for the odd one, it might be the case that all three of them are correct. So I'll just like throw that curveball in there at some point. Okay, fair enough. So, so I'm, I'm going to be doing these over the next few weeks. It's going to be either one correct or possibly all three. So just to, okay. just to let you know, I don't want to I don't want to sort of necessarily say that just before the one that is has got all three. Okay, fair correct. enough. But you know, there will be some of them. Might be today. Might not be today. So I've got all three that are correct. So, who have I had a sporting encounter with? I once played darts in a pub against a fellow called Martin, who absolutely annihilated me. It turned out to be Martin Adams, the three-time BDO darts world champion. I have played snooker on the table next to former world snooker champion Sean Murphy. I have swam in a swimming pool. I was lane swimming, and there was a quick female swimmer next to me who I couldn't keep up with. It turned out to be Rebecca Adlington. Okay, so this could be. So you're saying that it's going to be one of them, or potentially all of them. Potentially all, all of them. <laughs> that doesn't help. But you, you might do that in another week. You're saying. Okay. I might do that in another week. Yeah. So with a darts player, then um, I don't think I've heard you talking about you playing darts very much. But I do know you like going to the pub for a pint. All right, steady on. But yeah. um, you go to the commercial, don't you? Uh, I do. Yes, yes. Was it in the commercial pub? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't in the commercial. Was it? Was it in your university days? Was it? Uh, it was in my university days. Okay. Yes. So... In the generous Britain pub. On the main road in Loughborough, on Ashby Road. And is that a well-known pub? Is it a busy pub? Is it? Or is it quiet pub? <laughs> it's. Uh, it's. It's got a darts team. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, which is kind of all you can ask for. Um, it's. It's got two dartboards, the main one and the secondary one. Uh, it's not a particularly very busy pub, in all honesty, um, as I think, to be fair, quite a lot of pubs so nowadays ha- aren't very busy. How did you end up playing darts with somebody else who you didn't know? Uh, well, me and me and my friend went in for a game of darts. And we were on one of the boards, and two other people came in to have a game of darts as well. And they basically said, "Do you fancy a game against us? If you were, you know, sort of mix it up a bit and not to play against your mate, because we fancy a game of darts as well." So I ended up playing against uh, Martin Adams, who's three-time world champion. And what was his was his mate any good? Uh, his mate was okay. His mate was just kind of a good pub player. As, to the best of my knowledge, he wasn't. And you got absolutely battered. Uh, I got battered by Martin Adams and the his mate. Just beat me. Was you playing um, the proper darts, or were you doing round-the-clock sort of darts? Uh, we were playing 3-0-1, because I wasn't really good enough to play much 5-0-1 at that point in time, and I'm still not good enough. Okay, so that's where you come down from a certain number. You come down it? from 301 instead of 501. Okay, fair just, enough. Just, be, just because it's a bit uh, a bit quicker and a bit faster. Okay, so I'll leave that one there. The next one, then, you were boxing with Mike Tyson. No, just, sorry, what, what was it again, sorry? I was performing magic with Siegfried and Roy and their Tigers. Um, I was playing snooker on the table next to world champion Sean Murphy. Right, now I know Sean Murphy's from Rotherham, isn't he? Uh, he was at one point, I believe. I think he's now... from Rotherham originally, is he not? Uh, I'm not? I think his former wife was from Rotherham. Oh, right, okay. So he was living around Rotherham. Um, he also lived... I think he nowadays possibly lives in Sale in Manchester. I've seen him in Manchester a few times when he used to work in Manchester. And you was playing next to them? I was playing on the table next to him, And yes. was this in a pub? Uh, it was at a snooker club. A snooker club, right. So, 
this is the thing. I think with this and the first one, if you were a professional darts player or a professional snooker player, I think if you went out, you probably wouldn't... Maybe after the first few... T- if you made it perfect, eventually you, yeah, you, know, of you, you get if, bored if, of just playing against other people. You get you get bored of just surprising people with how good they are. Or I don't know, would you actually go and practice your own sport in a pub when you're just on a night out? It's like it's like me. It's like you going out on a night out and just getting some getting your calculator out and just doing some accounting inside <laughs> the pub. I don't know if you do. What's that. wrong with that? <laughs> so where's the last one? The swimming one. You, you can only really do that in a swimming pool. <laughs> you uh, know what I mean? You, you, unless you're lucky enough to have a swimming pool in your own house. Yeah. Um. So so the dart, the the the, the snooker one. Are you any good at snooker? Or uh, you play pool? Um. I'm all right at snooker. I'm I'm all right for someone who's not very good at snooker. You know, I'm reasonable. I've not played for a number of years. Um. As I say, Sean Murphy was just on the table next to me. Um, was Rebecca Adlington playing pool next year? She in the pool next year. She was. She was. She was in the pool next to me. At, <laughs> and this was at university when I was swimming. All right. Went, went lane swimming. She was swimming as well. Okay. Well, and I, I know that Loughborough's huge on the sport thing, isn't it? Yep. Now darts and snooker. I'm not sure we can group in the same sports terms as uh, swimming. Swimming. So, so I think, are you, I think are you, everything's you, pointing to Rebecca Adlington. Are you? <laughs> I bet it was on that day as well, wasn't yeah. it? Sure. <laughs> uh, I, I like the idea that you think that uh, the swimmer, the out of all these sports people, the one whose physicality I might be able to match and actually mix it with is the Olympic champion swimmer, and not the no, fat bloke who plays darts for the person who does snooker. And also, I, that's the other thing. I can't really. I, I don't see him much as a swimmer. Darts and pool, I can see you doing, but mm. not sure why you'd have done swimming at that time. Is there any reason you was in the pool? Uh, well, I was going swimming. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did. Occasionally, at university go swimming uh, just for kind of fitness. Uh, to be honest, I didn't go very often uh, because it used to hurt my back quite a bit, so I wasn't really that good at it. So I didn't go very often, right. and obviously, it wasn't very good because I had people like Rebecca Adlington in the pool next to me who were a lot faster than I was. I think the descriptions you've give, give it could be easily all three, but I'm not going to go with all three. I'm going to say no. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go with all three because they're really random as well. So I'm going to go with all three. Okay, and it's. I, I, I will say to you, it is not all three. Oh, right, okay. So, so I'll let you have a guess at which one is. eliminated that, okay, fair is... so, so it's not all three. Just have a boo for that one. Yeah. My final guess then is, going back to what I was going to say originally, Rebecca Adlington. You were swimming next to Rebecca Adlington. I was not swimming next oh. to Rebecca Adlington. Do you want to have, have, have a go at the last two? I might as well. Um... You you was playing pool or snooker next to Sean Murphy. I was once playing snooker next to Sean Murphy. So you made the other one up. I made the other one up. Yes. Okay. I have never. So, I've on, on on a number of occasions I played darts uh, in the generous Britain in Loughborough along with my friend Scott who lives in Hong Kong who may well be listening. Hi Scott. You're right, Scott. All right, Scott. Um, he's no better. He's no better at darts anywhere before. S- Scott, I've not forgot that time you beat me eleven nil in the game of darts. Yeah. Um, Scott, I've not forgot that time. You have my friend Scott. Yeah. And he actually mentioned this when I was talking about the podcast the other day and darts. He once needed 150 to finish off to check out, and he got three bullseyes. Is he managed to fit three darts into the bullseye. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> and does that get you down to zero? That got him down to zero, oh, yeah. Um, 350, not... 150. Right, oh, okay, fair um, enough. That is good going. So, yeah, we played a lot of darts, but never against uh, Martin Adams, former world champion. Okay, so why were you playing pool again? Any reason? Snooker? Uh, snooker. I was just playing snooker on Saturday afternoon, and he was at this particular snooker club. Was that got... in Loughborough as well? Uh, no, it was in Sheffield. Oh, right, okay. uh, it's Necclesfield. Um, oh, the old, right, uh, the yeah. old 147 club. Um, there was sort of like a professional table. And it got really good quality snooker balls. Yeah, I had to get them. They were locked up behind the bar and all that sort of stuff. And he was playing on there, practicing on his own. I thought it was... I'd never seen anyone 
at a snooker hall, basically practicing playing snooker on their own. Everyone else was just like having a laugh playing snooker with the mates. You'd think he'd have one in his own house, wouldn't you, really? Uh, it, this was before he was world champion, so I think it was possibly... Oh, there you go. Well, that's where it all started from, possibly yep. t- taking hints off you when he was looking over at you playing snooker. Who knows? Could have been. So that's everything then. Um, I think we just need to pick a celebrity that we've talked about today so that we can try and come up with some features uh, for them when they come on our show next week. So I'm going to try and get that celebrity on the show. So it's a particular celebrity you've talked about today that you'd like to get on the podcast next week. So let's think about who we've talked about. We've talked about Theresa May dancing. No, don't let her on the show. <laughs> uh, we're, we're supposed to be talking about uh, Holly Willoughby replacing uh, Ant and Deck, or just the one of them, Deck, oh, Ant, whatever. Ant, yeah. We didn't talk about them, so we'll not. We'll, we'll skip that. Yeah. Um, we were gonna. We we we. we what else have we talked about? We talked about Parrot who told people to fuck off. Um, I like him on the show. <laughs> um, we uh, we talked about Sean Murphy, Rebecca Adlington, Martin Adams, a darts player. Uh, who else have we mentioned? So uh, we, we mentioned people on the X Factor, Bobby is, Williams. Is there anyone of them you'd like on the podcast that we could think of features for? Um, have we got Robbie Williams? I don't think he'd respond to us. We can try. No, no, I think uh, Chris Evans, maybe Chris Evans, Stormy Daniels. Let's go, um, should we go Stormy Daniels, seeing she turned down Celebrity Big Brother, we might be the next thing in but line. she'd probably turn down us as well. <sighs> how, 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 about, how, about, how about Sean Murphy? So we've mentioned you. You've got to mention on the podcast, you've played snooker next to him. See well, what he says. We will try and get Sean Murphy on this podcast on our next episode. And in the meantime, myself and Fisher are going to be thinking of some features that Sean Murphy could appear in. So just off the top of my head, we'll not do it. We'll, we'll think about it over the next few weeks. But just off the top of my head, and maybe our listeners can come up with something as well. Just off the top of my head, something like, um, I don't know, Talking Balls with Sean Murphy. Yeah. Um, taking Your Cue with Sean Murphy. Yeah. Um Hammered on Murphy's while trying to play <laughs> snooker with Paul Murphy. Something like that. What's in your pocket with exactly. Sean Murphy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we, so explain that game. So yeah. we could basically, um, Sean Murphy could have um, items in his pocket and we don't know what's in them, what them items are. And he has to describe the items or jangle them around or, or we yeah. have to put our hands into Sean Murphy's pocket and guess what's in Sean Murphy's pocket? If he doesn't want to call on this podcast, I don't know what is wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- that's what we're going to do. So if we can think of any more features for Sean Murphy uh, coming on our podcast next week, we'll think of that over now and then. And our listeners, if you want to get in touch, you can do at Waste of Web Space. Uh, that's, on our, that's our Twitter account. Or there's wasteofwebspace.co.uk. There's our Facebook page, Waste of Web Space. Uh, go to any of them. If you want to suggest any features that Sean Murphy could um, take part in when he comes on our show next week, please yeah. do. And in the meantime, we will work very hard to get Sean Murphy on this podcast next week. I might have to clean the kitchen. Yep. So next week, the three of us, me, Jimbo, Sean Murphy, we're going to be podcasting again. We'll see you then. See ya. Thank you.